Fa-la-la-la-la. Hello and welcome to You Don't Know Lit. My name is Nick Argyris and this week I'm looking for a Christmas book. I, th- I think I think you guys brought Christmas books to help me, our two jolly high school English teachers. Fa-la-la-la. My name is Joseph Harvey Holshue. I have brought a Christmas book this week. We actually both brought the same Christmas book this ah. week. Oh, good. I brought J.R.R. Tolkien's. On purpose, for yeah. once. Oh, show. I brought J.R.R. Tolkien's. Letters from Father Christmas, written in the 23 years between 1920 and 1943. Oh, let's do the math. What? What? Okay. Is that, um, I thought you were going to say in between like two books, two Lord of the Rings books or something. What, what is that? No, it's like pre, it's like most of it predates the Hobbit. Yep. Hello, welcome. Hello, welcome. Ho, 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 and so on and so forth. Jingle belts, jingle belts. Um, my name is Dr. Ian DeYoung. I'm a doctor of hobbitry, and I can make a mega hobbit out of the pieces of a bunch of little hobbits. You just say your name. Dr. Ian DeYoung. <laughs> May your earlobes turn into assholes and shit on your shoulders. Hey, the plot doesn't fucking matter at all. This is what I think it's about. If you look closely enough, every <laughs> author was at some point a Audiobooks don't count, right? All art is quite useless. <laughs> who, who told you that? Fun fact, that is how Joe laughs. laughs. All right, what is this book called? This book is called The Letters from Father Christmas. Or The Father um, Christmas Letters? I actually think there's multiple versions of these titles. Okay, what yeah. is this? This is... The early version, which was not complete, missing some of the letters, was <laughs> oh. called the Father Christmas Letters. Okay. The subsequent pr- pr- uh, publication, which is more complete and a okay. little bit gimmicky, apparently, in the physical copy, has all the letters. It's called Letters from Father Christmas. Ian, so Ian's starting with the bottom of the um, what? Where does in terms of excitement, the bottom where, of the, the bottom does of the barrel, Santa yes. keep his presence in a? Is that a bag? Mm, yeah, like a, a bag. A, a bag of holding. A sack. Yeah, like a velvet yeah, sack. sack. That's a better, mm, yeah. that's more jolly. You're, you've reached all the way to the bottom to yes. the really deep, deep dark facts of yeah, this book. Absolutely. Of and sack. I think you just need to pick up some of the top gifts, you know, some of the bigger ones. Mm. What is this book about? <laughs> Can I first ask, how are we spelling sack? Is it S A C K or is it S A C? I think no, we're like going to start sack. muting your mic. <laughs> Real soon. <laughs> who, who, who's leading this in oh, catastrophe? Let's, 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 let's take a brief moment this to say. Santa train often, wreck. Oftentimes, which of us is Rudolph and which is, is Randolph? Have you gotten into the catnip? <laughs> oftentimes, <laughs> no. I really love this book and I'm excited to talk about it. Is this a collection of stories or are these things he wrote? Tell me what this book is about. So, Nick, this is exactly what it sounds like. This is a series of letters that J.R.R. Tolkien wrote to his children over 20 years from the point of view of um, Santa Claus, of, of, um, what does he call him in the book? Father Christmas. Father Christmas. From the point of view of of Father Christmas. Crucially, in the voice, in the voice of Father Christmas. Not, Not only in the voice of Father Christmas, but in the very shaky handwriting of Father Christmas. Tolkien would write one of these letters for his children every Christmas. It would detail everything from like, hey, this is what you're getting for Christmas this year, and I hope you like it, all the way to like the escapades and the drama that happens at the North Pole with um, not just Father Christmas, but his elf helpers, uh, his polar bear friend, etc. 
over the course of 20 years, Tolkien ends up kind of making an entire like legendarium around Father Christmas as he um, expounds on each letter. How long are these letters? Because there sounds like it should only be like 18 pages. Very short. It's kind of amazing how he can do this so briefly, like with an economy of like he does. He does some pretty efficient things to build the build out the 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 legend. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's. It's not rambling, which is incredible. This is kind of a buddy comedy. You got you got Father Christmas and you got his buddy the bear and they like squabble and um the bear accidentally leaves the bathtub running and overflows and floods the whole house. It's not just the voice of Father Christmas, it's also this cast of characters who live at the North Pole. And Nick, you ask why this book isn't 18 pages long. It should be 18 pages long. It should be like 23 pages long. Or it's one letter a year. There's, I don't think, more than that. Sometimes multiple. Yeah. He sends like a short little one like, hey, it's October 31st. I got your letter. Super excited to send you another letter later on just to kind of get them excited for it. I love it. So, so like, it's like this one or two letters a year that are mostly just, hey, a letter for your kid to have at Christmas from Father Christmas. How cool is that? But the other stuff in this book is all of the artwork that J.R.R. Tolkien made <laughs> along with these letters. So these letters, they would okay. be illustrated when he would send them. He would decorate the envelopes to the point where he would hand draw the stamps. They're written in like this. Um, I guess calligraphy is probably the word for it, yep. but like every character has a very distinctive handwriting style. Like Santa Claus writes in these, Father Christmas writes in these like squiggly lines that yep. he that he says because it's so cold at the North Pole, he's shaking all the time. Whereas uh, the bear, the North Polar bear, he writes in this very like stern, very austere, almost like, looks like runes. It's runic, like, yeah. Yeah, it's almost like this runic script. So you could tell when the bear is speaking and tell when Santa Claus is speaking when you read the mirror. So so a lot of what to like about this book, like the story is whatever. The story is silly. The story gives us like early, like Tolkien at his earliest in a lot of ways. But it also is just kind of like a pretty little art object to have on your shelf or your coffee table. So is there a, like a, this is a, a final work now all bound together. Is there an actual story throughout the whole thing that like is connected or is it more of, you said it's like a buddy comedy. Is it more like not really a story, but more of like a. You hang out with them. Yeah. You like, hang what out have they gotten with them. up to this year? Yeah. Yeah. The, I was yeah. just going to say the plot in these feels very accidental, right? Yes. Like it feels yes, very sure. much just like. Tolkien was writing this letter and boy, wouldn't it be funny if Santa had a helper and that helper was kind of a bumbling at slightly adversarial thing. Look at the escapades that they got up to this year. Oh no. Now next year they're the letter is written from a different location because like the North pole is still flooded or a hole in the roof or whatever the case (laughs) is. So like there is a plot. I'm going to put that in like kind of big quotes around here. Like things definitely happen in this in these letters over over the course of these letters but it was never for a moment pre-imagined by tolkien right like he did not have a 20-year arc that he was setting out to tell <laughs> that would his be children impressive. <laughs> and to waste it on your children that is the real, yeah, the real mistake his, his, his girl is three years old <laughs> what is she uh any early indications or you know foreshadowing to uh any uh yeah. evil uh lords with uh murdering uh anything from lord of the rings in this 
Okay, so I, I think there's two big ones. Um, Joe, you can have one. I'll, I'll take the other. Oh boy, I maybe you should take both. I'm not sure. What they <laughs> You're not okay. Okay. Um, I yeah. think I think Santa Saint Nicholas Father Christmas is very clearly proto Gandalf. Oh, he is pre Gandalf. Sure. He is like oh. an early draft of Gandalf. Like he yeah. seems kind of like grandfatherly. He knows a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a tiny bit crotchety. He's very mm-hmm. much like kind of like he he's protective of like. The way he does things and, yeah. you know, these other bumbling fools around me. It's very much like he's got a staff. Yeah, um, he actually he has a he has a, a, a massive smoke um, sweet yeah. all the time. Smokes pipe weed. Yes. <laughs> a massive horn he blows to summon help. Um, he's he's, he's a fan really, of little people. He's a fan. Yes. <laughs> protector of little people. He's really good at fireworks. He's big mm-hmm. into fireworks, which Gandalf gets into. Um, that's, the that's beard. one. I we haven't say. talked about the beard yet. He's got the beard, got the beard, right? He's, He's got the, the, the white the hair. Yeah. And then I would say if I had to guess what Ian's other one is here, right? Um, I would say that like one of the things that's really fun about reading these letters is like, you can't take the Tolkien out of Tolkien is how I said this, right? So what starts is these little quick letters to his son, first his son, and then I think his second son, and then finally a daughter is, I, I believe he has three children. Like what starts is these little things of like, oh, let me tell you about the polar bear. Like they turn into kind of this epistolary saga. Like elves are defending, fa- like elves are defending Father Christmas's house against goblins. Yep. There's like this There's a whole big goblin battle. There's like a goblin war in this in these letters that okay. occur. So that was like, my next oh. question: is that there is a goblin war? Yeah, there's a there's a passage. <laughs> there's just like there's there are passages where um, there's a section early on where the polar bear is, goes missing, and then it turns out he fell into some goblin caves and yeah, he got dangerous. lost in the goblin caves yeah. and the goblins were like tricking him and helping him get like make, getting him further lost. And this all feels very like proto Hobbit. This is more than a decade before the Hobbit comes out. Lord of the Rings. I'm going to go back to the beard. Lord of the Rings. Do all... We'll cut this. This is going to be painful, okay? This is going to be hard to hear. Try to make it not painful. Do all of the wizards have beards, or was it just Gandalf? (laughs) Uh, My sense is that all of them that are described in the books do have beards, because they're all kind of like older dudes. But Sauron doesn't have a beard. Well, Sauron does. Sauron is a different thing. Sauron has a beard? Do they all yeah, have Sauron beards? has a beard. Christopher Lee. I think in the books, in the books for sure. The only yeah. two, and this is where it gets nerdy. The only two we don't know about their nice. physical appearance are the blue wizards. The blue who wizards came over. who came over. Yeah, there were five, right? Gandalf the Grey, Saruman the White, Radagast the Brown, and the two blue wizards. The blue wizards jetted off to the east. Nobody knows what's up with them, but they're probably oh, evil now because only, we uh, know. Excuse me. Jeff Bezos knows what's up with them. Maybe. Spinoff's coming out. I'm glad we discussed that. All right. Anything else about this book? It sounds, is it good? It's This is something you read your kid, right? Is it good? Is it something that you read your kid? I think this book is a beautiful object to have. I think it's mm, a fun object uh-huh. to look through. I think if you're reading this for like a really killer Santa Claus plot, it's it's not really in this okay. book. Like, that's if you're not his what kid, you think this is awesome. Well, yeah, and like when the polar bear shows up again this year, and we get to see what he's up to, like, it's of course awesome. And like, if you're a Tolkien fan, this is yep, of course sure. awesome. Like, it's his art, it's his calligraphy, it's his silly story. Before he wrote those books that made you fall in love with him, before he wrote yeah. The Hobbit, before he wrote Lord of the Rings, like it is proto Tolkien. It's almost like you shouldn't read this book. You should write letters to your kids. Oh, right? God, 100%. Right. As I was reading this, I was like, okay, so Fred's turning three. I really ought to just. Yeah, that. Ian's for sure doing to. this. A hundred right? has to. 
we've read plenty of epistolary stories on this for this podcast. Um, famously, um, Dracula is um, is epistolary. Key difference between epistolary novels that are intended or created as such and collections of letters. But he was not setting out to craft an epistolary novel. He was he was writing letters. And so that means that there is a degree of truth here because he is serially year over year responding to the world around him. And this is what I think makes this book really special. As the letters continue, right? So we start in the 20s. Um, Tolkien is not really established um, academically at that point. So some of the early letters are like, hey, man, you know, I wish I could give you more gifts, but we're kind of poor up here in the North Pole right now. Code for um, mom and dad can't buy all your the things you want. But then we get into the Great Depression, which was global. It had global impacts. And the letters from the 30s get a little bit more. Um, like, hey, you know, I, I wanted to give you more, but uh, we just we the uh, the goblins, the goblins broke all of the the railroad toys. So we couldn't give you more railroad toys. And simultaneously with sort of the privation of the Great Depression, he's talking more and more about goblins. He's talking about goblins invading goblins being secret goblins kind of like sneaking around and taking things that aren't theirs and gradually encroaching and uh, increasing fear of them and. We, can maybe, um, we should maybe pause right now and have Nick guess who the goblins are. Nick, we're talking mid-1930s. There's sneaky goblins all yep. over, encroaching on their neighbor's territory. Who are the goblins? <laughs> Gotta be the Jews. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? No. 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 Is this Ooh. secret Nazi no. week, Nick? Oh, got no. it. Okay, the Nazis. Like, I don't know where he landed on the topic. He, he fought in know. World War One against against Germany, and he would have gone back okay. a second time if he could. I'm glad he falls on that side of history. Good to oh, know. It's very nice. It's useful. Nice. As these letters develop, we're getting the privation. We're getting the kind of um, analog for the Nazis, and also his kids are growing up. So this is probably the, the most heartbreaking thing about this. So are the orcs Nazis? Goblins in this, but yes, the goblins are fun- functionally Nazis. Yes, and in the Lord of the Rings. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, um, in the towers, to that's like the eagle's nest. Yeah, Sorry. Good job. You could just move on. Yeah. Just keep rolling. <laughs> keep rolling. Nick, do this literary criticism. This historicism. He, he starts off writing these letters to his oldest kid. And then gradually he's like, yeah, well, I'm addressing this to the middle kids because the oldest one is too cool for, for Christmas anymore. And then gradually the more and more of the kids. So he's got three boys and a girl. More and more of the kids get too old for Christmas until he's just writing them to Priscilla to the youngest. And the last letter is kind of like it's written in 1943. This is a bad, this is a bad time. And he's like, Hey, this is, um, this is kind of it. He's like, things are, he, he talks about this horrible war. Father Christmas Tolkien in the voice of father Christmas is like, yeah, dude, this war sucks. I'm giving you fewer toys because I'm going to give food to other nice, other little boys and girls who don't have as much. Like he's, coping with a world that seems to be growing darker and darker. And as he's doing so, his kids are getting too old for their childhood traditions. And there is a sadness as this beautiful tradition, which he poured himself into comes to an end. This is like absolutely heartbreaking because it's the end of childhood. And I think this is not something he's setting out to, to prove or to show, but by honestly documenting how he's reacting to it. It's brutal. 
and it made me like think about my kids like let it out ian like like focusing on them and making making the most of the time because before you know it before you know it they're 14 they're going away to boarding school and they're too old for father christmas letters anymore um and that is it's part of life but it's hard one day they believe in Santa, the next they're going to kill some Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> I think some of his sons actually did fight in World War II. Great. I'm pretty sure. I have tremendous Tolkien news, and I would like to um, He's alive. propose the first You Don't Know Lit field trip. Um, <laughs> although I do think Ian probably already knew this. Okay. As I was reading about this book, um, Nick, you know, the did Hobbit, you finish the book, Joe, you know, Lord of the Rings. Of course, I finished the book. I finished all the books on this show. <laughs> it's obviously no. Okay. Um, there are many places that the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings could have ended up. The manuscripts, the original manuscripts that Tolkien Ohio. wrote, mm-hmm, for example, or like England, Kentucky. where they are from, right? Like anywhere before his death. Tolkien negotiated the sale of the manuscripts, drafts, proofs, and other materials related to his lead published work, so Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, all of the initial manuscripts, to a university. Ian, do you know what university this is? Marquette University Marquette in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Marquette University in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Guys, I think with a well-crafted email, we could probably be able to go the three of us and see the Tolkien manuscripts at Marquette University in Wisconsin. I think that is a thing that could definitely happen. Are they not publicly displayed? I have no idea. I assume they're like behind glass somewhere. <laughs> yeah, looked into this zero. I, I did. Uh, I can speak directly to this. I did my I did my um, master's degree at Marquette. And yeah, they, Ian would know. I, didn't, I, don't, I actually don't think I knew you did your master's degree at Marquette. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. So... <laughs> They have you did, seen this? Uh, I have seen a held, possibly a napkin that Tolkien oh, was. Um, he was at a club, a, like a gentleman's club, but a not that club? kind of gentleman's club. A strip and club? No, not. Um, this is a back dance? when gentlemen's clubs were for, actually for gentlemen. How are you using yeah. the word club then? He <laughs> okay. was thinking over lunch and he wrote down a system of measurement for hobbits. He's like, well, <laughs> how do hobbits measure distance? How do they measure volume and weight? And so he sketched it on this napkin. This is among the papers at the in the Tolkien collection at Marquette. It is a remarkable collection. If you live anywhere near Marquette, you should um, you should do your best. They have um, they have uh, intermittent public displays. Um, their rare books area, their rare books section. I don't believe they're always on display, but. Um, they do, they do display them fairly, fairly frequently. So very cool. My son, who is delightful, intelligent, but not notoriously good at articulating words refers to this three-year-old son my three-year-old refers to this happy season this merry joyous noel season as kermissus it's good kermissus so i would like to say to you joe and you nick and you letheads and to you john ronald rule token tolkien Merry Christmas. Christmas, Merry Christmas. It's hard to say. Merry Christmas. Somehow his version adult. is harder yeah. than Christmas. Yeah. But whatever. You know, that's that's how he rolls. Litheads, 
Merry Christmases to you. Merry Christmases. We want it all. <laughs> um, really if you say. want to give us a very nice Christmases present. Now, if, if, if you're interested in the show, if you like hearing <laughs> us talk about stuff, the best thing you can do is head on over to tweenvogue.com. Suggest a book. Suggest a theme. Um, we love reading your suggestions there, and it really does inform what we what we choose and what we read for the show. So we dig it very, very much. But honestly, if you enjoy hearing us, three, you know, three dummies talk about books every week, tell a bookish friend about it, and... Uh, Lit heads beget more lit heads. Merry Christmas, Lit. Merry Christmas, Ian. Merry Christmas, Nick. Merry Christmas, J.R.R. Tolkien. Merry Christmas, Lit heads. All right. This is um, this is Tolkien's final letter, and I'm going to read it in its entirety because it's short, um, and it's it's sweet and wistful and joyful and sad. My dear Priscilla, a very happy Christmas. I suppose you will be hanging up your stocking just once more. I hope so, for I still have a few little things for you. After this, I shall have to say goodbye, more or less. I mean, I shall not forget you. We always keep the old numbers of our old friends and their letters. And later on, we hope to come back when they are grown up and have houses of their own and children. My messengers tell me that people call it grim this year. I think they mean miserable, and so it is, I fear in very many places where I was specially fond of going. But I am very glad to hear that you are still not really miserable. Don't be. I am still very much alive and shall come back again soon, as merry as ever. There has been no damage in my country, and although my stocks are running rather low, I hope soon to put that right. Polar Bear, too tired to write himself, so he says, and then Polar Bear interrupts here. I am, really! Polar Bear sends a special message to you. Love and a hug. He says... Do ask if she still has a bear called Silly Billy, or something like that, or is he worn out? Give my love to the others, John and Michael and Christopher, and of course, to all your pets that you used to tell me about. Polar Bear and all the cubs are very well. They have really been very good this year, and have hardly, hardly had time to get into any mischief. I hope you will find most of the things that you wanted, and I am very sorry that I have no cat's tongues left, but I have sent nearly all the books you asked for. I hope your stocking will seem full. Very much love from your old friend, Father Christmas.